What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Sick Podcast. Steelers, crazy. I'm Mike Nicastro. That's JY right over there. Of course, we're still counting down the days until draft season. We are under a month, uh, which is crazy in itself, obviously, because I remember back in December and January talking about this thing, and it's almost already here. So today we got a big show, Jordan. We got somebody that we both listen to. Of course, uh, one of the experts out there, big-time draft pundit, national champion, too, in the house. So I know we're excited about that. Yeah, definitely. It's always good. Draft season, you know, we, we can't get our football fix right now, so we, we got to settle for the draft. But I think it's just, just as exciting, especially with the Steelers, kind of, you know, life after Big Ben. The Kenny Pickett era is officially going into year two, so hopefully they can get some friends to come and help. Well, we're going to bring on a friend right after this. Let's run it, Sammy. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Steelers crazy. Harris Smith, Shields, Blacko, Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that, thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. He is the senior NFL draft analyst over at the Draft Network. Make sure you check that out. Download their podcast. It is awesome. He's also a 2019 national champion with LSU. I listen to the podcast. Like he always says, the greatest team ever assembled that LSU 2019 team. It's hard to disagree there. Let's bring him in. Keith Sanchez. Keith, what's, what's up, what's man? up, man? How y'all doing? Good, man. Happy to have you. How's I'm everything? I'm happy to be on here, man. That, that's a hell of an intro y'all have right there. <laughs> hey, man. I'm, I'm well, just trying to replicate yours. I let You know that the greatest team – it's hard to argue with that greatest team ever assembled, man. You guys beat the crap out of everybody. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Jamal Chase, Justin Jefferson, they can't be stopped in the NFL, so we damn sure couldn't stop them in college, man. And you didn't even mention Joe Burrow. I didn't mention <laughs> That's how good the team was. Holy <laughs> Yeah, so we kind of talked off air a little bit about, you know, your knowledge about the Steelers. Obviously, you know, you're a draft guru yourself. Uh, you, in your latest podcast, you had the Steelers taking Joey Porter Jr. at number 17. Can you just explain to our viewers uh, a, a little bit about that and why why you chose that pick? Yeah, I think there's a need for corn. And I think with the past three to five years, the Steelers, they have went with these veteran kind of, you know, one-year, two-year guys, the guys that don't don't necessarily have – high ceilings, right? And I think it's time to just kind of hit reset on that and get back to the Steelers of the days when they were winning Super Bowls, when they've made investments in guys like Ike Taylor. And I thought Joey Porter Jr. was kind of the, the perfect person at the perfect time. And the reason being this, man, it, it takes a lot more to understand how to be a professional, right? Day in and day out. And it's a positional need. Then on top of that, obviously his father played there. So he understands what it means to be a Steeler because with these draft prospects, man, what you realize is that where they go also matters, right? Like the, the situation that they get put in, the environment that they get put in. And I think Steeler Nation, Joey Porter Jr., I think it just makes too much sense and is a positional need. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the father, everyone, you know, likes to say you know, the father connection, but the dude, the dude is a great player. And obviously losing, we did sign Patrick Peterson, but losing Cam Sutton, um, you know, to get a young guy in there who can come in and play right away. I think that that's what the Steelers are looking for. So with that being said, what would you say um, really do you think personally is the Steelers biggest need? <laughs> 
I say offensive line, and, and I say it for multiple reasons. First of all, obviously, Kenny Pickett, right? You have a second-year quarterback, and I gave Kenny Pickett a first-round grade when he came out, and I'm, I'm sticking to that. I think Kenny Pickett yeah. can be a starting-level quarterback, and I think he has a lot of upside to him. He has that grit to him. So I really like Kenny Pickett as a quarterback, but you want to get that offensive line from a protection standpoint to be able to protect him, right? Then the other side of that is this, man, you invested high draft capital in Najee Harris, right? And you have to get return on investment with him as a running back. And I think that they should go after the interior offensive line, because we know tackles in the game, your left tackle, your right tackle, you know, they block, but those aren't really the people movers, right? So I think they need to address both guard positions and get real people movers on the inside. So that way you can get those running lanes for a guy like Najee Harris, because the defensive linemen don't mind stopping him at the second level, right? But Najee is dangerous once he gets to the second level and gets to those safeties, and then that's when the safeties start making business decisions. So we need to make it easier for Najee Harris to get to the second and third level. Definitely. Tell me some. Tell me about some of these linemen in this draft that might be around that Steelers pick. I don't know if Skaronski is going to fall, but you got guys like Schmitz, Osiris Torrance, a lot of people talking about him. And some of those offensive tackles, obviously, guys like Broderick Jones and maybe Darnell uh, Wright, who's making a move up the board right now. How do you, where do you see some of these guys going, the middle tier guys in terms of this draft? And how, and how do you, how do you kind of rank them? I think obviously you're going to have Paris at the top and Skaronsky at the top. But what about those in between guys? So I have a little bit of a twist here. I have a little right. bit of a twist. I have Broderick Jones at the top. I like Number the way I've ranked him. I think he's the best offensive tackle prospect when you're talking about his range that he provides in pass protection. Then I also like his versatility. I think he can kick down to guard and be wow. an all pro guard. Like I think this guy has the tenacity. He's physical. Um, Like I said, he's very athletic, can climb to the second level. So I really like what Broderick Jones offers. And I will say this, though, at 17, Paris Johnson and Peter Scaranzi are probably going to be off, off the board, right? Yeah. And if we're talking interior offensive linemen, I know we've seen things where Darnell Wright are creeping to, you know, the back end of the first round, or we've seen some, you know, Anton Harrison type things. But if I'm the Steelers, I think they should possibly wait to the back end of the second or the third round, even if it's trading down, and go after kind of these mid-round guys, these interior offensive linemen, because that's where this draft that's where the value meets the pick right because i think top of the second round is not so much there but when you get to the back end of the second round there are a bunch of guys that you like as starters they may not be pro bowl guys but they're immediate impact starting type guys and there's a bunch of interior offensive linemen that sit right there we're hanging out with keith sanchez he is the senior nfl draft analyst over at the draft network man we love them they do an absolute hell of a job over there for kenny pickett to continue to be successful He's going to need some weapons, obviously, in the passing yeah. game as well. You got George Pickens on the outside. That guy is going to blossom. Looks like a stud. Deontay Johnson, solid, but probably a need for a slot receiver is there. Talk me through some of the receivers in this draft that might fit the Steelers. Yeah, so I, I'll one guy that I have that I think is perfect for the Steelers, and he reminds me of those old Steelers, and that's Oklahoma wide receiver Marvin Mims. This is an explosive athlete that can take the top off of any defense. He's elusive, and when I was in my staff meeting talking with a couple of the guys, he reminded me of those old Steelers teams when they had that Emmanuel Sanders and that Mike Wallace, like that kind of type era where it was just dogs, where they wasn't really big wide receivers, but those are guys that they were just going to run past you, right? And I think he's exactly that. And when you look at this receiver core, you talked about Deontay Johnson. You talked about George Pickens. The question is this. Are either one of those guys 
number ones, right? And and I'm not sure. They're, they're both really good at what they do, but just true dominant number ones, I'm not 100% sure of that. So I think it's a must that they add a wide receiver to become more well-rounded. And I think a guy that can create separation like Marvin Mims would be definitely should be a target for the Steelers. Definitely. Mike, you got anything else? You're switching it to me. You can jump in. All right. So so here's a question that we got to ask ask you. Who's the biggest draft sleeper? And it doesn't have to be anyone necessarily the Steelers are taking. It could be. Um, but but just just talk about the biggest sleeper. If you had to if you had to pinpoint one guy that people aren't really talking about, but can, you know. Yeah, oh, man, I, I have a couple, man. I have a couple. Yeah. OK, I'm, and you know what? I'm going to stay with the Steelers knees. I'm going to go with two wide receivers. And this guy is a well-known name, but I don't think I think everybody's associating the wrong thing with him. First, I'm going with TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston, um, I, because you've seen this guy fall everywhere to like the middle of the second round. Yeah. And you're talking about six to 200 plus pounds, jumps a 40 inch vert. I think his ceiling out of all wide receivers is the highest like he reminds me of aj green but we know what it is right it's the big 12 thing like we've yeah. seen this with jalen rigger we've seen this with josh gordon Corey coleman where all of us are a little bit afraid right now we don't want to jump all the way in on it but i think he's the guy with the highest highest ceiling if he's sitting there at 17 i would urge the Steelers to possibly take him right because of his ceiling of uh, the second guy that i think they can find in the mid round is is iowa state's xavier hutchison uh, this is a guy that's had back-to-back, -back, I think, 100 reception seasons. Um, This is a guy that he ran a 4-5, which is not great, right? But he's 6'2", 200-plus pounds. He, he is explosive. And this is what I learned in my time and from being at practice with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and those guys is that it's not always about running fast, right? It's about tempo in your route running. It's about switching things up and giving the defensive back different looks. And I see that from Xavier Hutchinson, not saying he's Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. I just think that he knows and understands how to run routes. And I think he will make a perfect complimentary piece to what the Steelers have right now. Yeah, definitely. Those were definitely some, I was not expecting that, but I, I like, and I'm going to have to go back <laughs> after this episode and watch some more tape. Um, So, you know, we, we talked about the sleepers, Give us one of the most overrated guys that you think uh, potentially that could be coming out of this draft class. We won't show this to him. We won't. Whoever it is. <laughs> we might. We'll probably won't publish this clip. This will be for the listeners. Nah, it's cool, man. Listen, you can put it out there. I'm fine with that, man. I, I think the guy that has a lot of draft hype, and I'm just not sure the production will ever match where he's projected to get drafted, is Texas Tech's defensive end Tyree Wilson. Um, I think this is a really big guy. I think he's really strong at the point of attack. But when you're talking about defensive ends, especially in today's age, right, we want guys that's going to get sack production. And I don't think what Tyree's best at is going to directly correlate to sack production. I think he reminds me of one of those – Patriots defensive linemen that kind of eat up space playing yeah. multiple fronts or you know me I had them to the Ravens in my last mock draft so you know one of those type of guys um so that's the guy who I think he may get drafted really high but the production may not necessarily translate automatically to the Ravens that's a big fault that's like 22 down there yeah that, uh, that... You, you asked for overrated right <laughs> man, they don't even know they don't even know who's going to be throwing so, them at this point is Lucas Van Ness better than him I think so. Yes, I, 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 I think Lucas Van Ness, as far as playing that defensive end position, he has more of an upside, and I've seen more diversity in his pass rush. Um, you know, from Lucas Van Ness. And then you got Miles Murphy ahead of him too. Then I'm assuming. 
Yeah, yeah, I like Miles Murphy. And then I've seen people, some people say Miles Murphy is dropping. And I, I think, I wonder if that has to do with, he hasn't had any testing numbers out there. And I'm not sure if Miles is like severely injured or how injured he is, but I don't think he tested at the combine and he didn't do anything at the pro day. So I think that's why you're seeing his draft stock fall. I think one more position before we get you out of here that we want to talk about with the Pittsburgh Steelers that is a big position of need. Uh, is defensive line. They're getting a little old in the trenches with Cam Hayward there, and they just re-signed Larry Joby. but obviously I think you need an infusion of youth there. Uh, touch on a couple guys for me. I'm just going to throw some names at you that we've heard around here. Uh, Motsi Smith and Kalaja Kansi, a, a pit kid, of, of course, there as well. Yeah, so I think Mozzie Smith is more of a fit when you talk about those nose, nose tackles or those defensive ends that the Steelers traditionally use. And you think about like a Tyson Alulu, uh, you know, one of those type of players. I think he fits more of that mode. Now, Kalaja Kansi, I think he's a very scheme-specific guy. and He's a guy that you want to put in a gap to where he has to only win with speed, right? He just has to get upfield because whenever you see double teams or you see bigger offensive linemen, like when they played Tennessee, they were able to move him out the way. So for how the Steelers use their defensive linemen, I don't think Kalaja Kansi is the best fit for him, but I, I do like Mozzie Smith. I think that's a good fit for him. And then the other guy that I would throw in is Wisconsin's um, nose tackle, Keanu Bitten. He's another space eater, big 300-plus-pound guy. He did similar things at Wisconsin. I think he's a guy that you can immediately um, stick in there, and he'll be able to give you some, some good reps. We're wrapping up over here with Keith Sanchez, the man over here at the Draft Network. Keith, last question. I, I'm, I'm curious about this always when we get an expert on. You're the Carolina Panthers. You have the number one pick. What quarterback are you taking? Oh, man. Oh, man. Did – Oh, you got to give it. You I, I know I have to say something. I have to say you're something. Gonna say Richardson. Dang, you're really putting you're him on the it. spot with these yeah, questions, man. This is like, I'm still it. trying to figure this out, man. I'm still trying he to figure this out. He needs to phone a friend. Yeah, no, I need to phone a friend. we got three minutes on the draft <laughs> clock right now. That you got to turn the card in. All right, you know what? I'm going with C.J. Stroud. I'm going with C.J. Stroud. Um, I, I like the coaching staff. I think they'll get the best out of him. I think he has the best comp. He has the best combination of tools, right, skill set, and then also he's actually done it in college. He, he's proven it. We're going to be listening to that podcast. I want to see if it changes up to the <laughs> It may change a couple times. He still has time. <laughs> We're going to DM you and let, and let you know. Yeah, you definitely got time. Man, we appreciate your time. Speaking of time, this yeah. has been great. Uh, where, where can people – what do you guys got next on the podcast? We can, I know you switch uh, topics all the time. What would you drop today? Where can people find you? I know you can follow you on, you on Twitter at the talent code, but – what do you got coming up? Yeah, man. So follow me on Twitter at the talent code, Instagram at the talent code. Um, all of my you know written content and mock drafts, everything are at the draft network. Then as far as the locked on NFL podcast, that's something me and my partner, uh Damian Parsons, you can find him at Twitter, DP underscore NFL. Um, we drop a new podcast every single day, right? And tomorrow we're dropping the Anthony Richardson. Obviously, the pro day came. DP is a big Anthony Richardson guy, so I'm more than sure y'all want to tap in. There's going to be some fireworks, uh, some really good stuff coming out of that podcast. Yeah, love well, to we hear. Appreciate it. Hey, I'm we, we more remember Jamarcus that Russell than uh, than Cam Newton right now, but I guess we'll see. Thanks <laughs> too. Yeah, and you're sticking by that that Kenny Pickett grade. I respect that, man. That, that's. Hey.
I, I like it. Stand by it. <laughs> I mean, we, we, I'm not going to lie. In Pittsburgh, man, we, we were shocked. I never would have thought, you know, I followed this man. You know, we both worked for Pitt and we're in there, you know, interviewing him after the games and everything. And then, you know, we're golfing with him one minute and the next minute he's the, the franchise uh, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's just, it's insane. I don't now think. Now he won't pick up our calls. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's usually how it go, right? They try to big time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, we're we're really uh, really excited uh here in Steve and we appreciate being able to knock your brain. You know, we know you you do your homework and then we really enjoyed the podcast. So it was very very good to have you on today, man. We really appreciate it. Oh man, I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all doing a really big thing over here, man. The sick podcast. I like the name, the intro, y'all killing yeah. it, man. So anytime y'all need to get me on again before the uh before the draft, man, just reach yeah. out to me and let me know. Most definitely, man. We appreciate it and uh, keep up the good uh, content, man. Thanks, Joe. We out. Yeah, I mean, it's just we have these guys on, and and it's just like you, like you, you just let them talk, and it's just like you're just absorbing so much information. And I know that our viewers will will really appreciate this as well. I mean, the dude broke it down, Joey Porter Jr. Man, it's like everyone was real high on him at 17, and now this guy just solidified it. So, and he's an expert. We'll see, man. It'll be interesting. If he falls, I think it'd be really tough for him not to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. I still don't have him falling. I think he maybe goes in that 14, 15, 16 range Patriots, and I think Commander's yeah. a big threat to take him. But I think the biggest question of the day, honestly, are you ready for some Pittsburgh Pirates baseball? Oh, man. Yeah, I just I just got done taking my dog for a walk. I had to throw on – I had to sick underneath it because I got too hot, but I, I had my Pirate shirt on. I'm ready to go, man. Uh, there's nothing like baseball – um Andrew McCutcheon like I said I don't care if we go zero and 162 just to see Andrew McCutcheon uh in black and gold with that P on his hat man um it's awesome so I I think Mitch Keller is going to have a good year um we got a lot of young guys Cabrian Hayes O'Neill Cruz I think can be a superstar so you know we can become the city of champions how cool would it be if the Steelers won well the Penguins need to get it together currently but you know maybe you never know Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, that would be insane. I would literally jump into the Allegheny River. Um, but, yeah, man, it's it's time. But like I somebody said here, said, Steelers Somebody crazy. said we can have an all-Pittsburgh day today. I think it was my friend Justin. He said three wins. He said Pirates win, Penguins win, and Steelers sign Bud Dupree. He said that would be a Pittsburgh Yeah, I've seen, it. I, I seen that he's in Pittsburgh. He, he he's, uh, was going to Hot Metal Bridge, right? And I seen him post the convention center. So he's, he's here, man. I, I mean, Pirates. I don't think – I don't think him coming. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that they're going to sign him. And uh, I, I, I love Bud, and I said it before, and I'll still stand by this. When he's on the field, he's, he's a good player. Um, but unfortunately, he's been plagued with injuries. So that's the only thing. Me personally, I'm not going to be mad if they sign him. But I just think that at this point, we need to go for youth, as you said, with the defensive line as well. And that that's my only thing. But, yeah, I mean, uh, he's a great guy. Um He's a beast when he's on the field. It's just when he's on the field. So hopefully he can stay healthy if the Steelers sign him because it will definitely add a lot of depth. Him and uh, TJ Watt will be reunited, and the Steelers can uh, chase that one for the thumb. Yes, sir. We are happy to be reunited today. It's a good show with Keith Sanchez. Make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us, Instagram, The Sick Podcast. Steelers, you see the YouTube handle right there, The Sick Podcast. Steelers crazy. And everyone's loving your. Everyone's. Lo- I, I've 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 seen some uh, feedback from your mock draft. They said this is the best Pittsburgh mock draft I've ever seen. 
Well, hopefully they say it in the next one because it's going to change at least four times leading up to the draft. I wanted to ask. It's the last one that counts. That's it. The last one counts. I wanted to ask you, but I wanted to ask Keith, like how many, like especially like someone like him who's a draft expert, how many mock drafts do you actually do? Like, is it like the March Madness brackets where you just like crinkle them up and like do it like, you know, I I, I don't know, man. It changes so much. Like if the Steelers sign Bud Dupree, I probably won't have him taking an outside linebacker early on. You know, no day on Henley. It just it just changes so much. So at the end of the day, the last one counts, right? Like I'm not gonna, like I said before, I'm not gonna go back if they take Deontay Banks and Mozzie Smith, like I had in the first two picks, and I change both of those, and they take both of those. I'm not gonna be like, look at this, I nailed it a month ago. No, that's just not fair. So hold me to it. Do you think that uh, when this will be the last thing and then we'll, we'll outro, do you think, because the, the first pitch is about to be here. Um, do, do you, do you think that there's any chance that Peter Skaronsky can drop to 17? Cause you have to take him. but I, I seen everyone's mock draft. Like it, he's like a top 10 pick easily. I think there's more of a chance. I think it's growing because I think you're seeing more interest in the big tackles, Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones. And then, People still think Skronsky's going to play guard. Top 10, top 15 is really high for a guard. Yeah. Um, you know, he reminds me a little bit of David DeCastro in that sense, my cousin. Uh, yeah. And and so, you know, he's one of the best guards we've seen in, in Steeler <laughs> history. So uh. people haven't projected as a guard. He might not go top 10, top 15. But he's such a good one that it'd still be tough to get to 17. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'd turn in the card still. Definitely. Well, we appreciate Keith for coming on another draft guru like yourself for the Steelers crazy sick podcast. Yins have a great weekend. Check out all the stuff. We got a lot of great guests coming up and a lot of great coverage and we're not stopping. We're like the energizer bunny with Steeler coverage. We just keep going and going and going until next time. We'll see you there and stay crazy. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Sammy. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.